Warning. The following contains massive spoilers for the designated series. Listener discretion is advised. You're listening to The Television Archive, the show where we, the television-loving hordes of the internet, take a deep dive into what used to be in our beloved medium. My name is Thomas Michael Clark, and this is Cosmos, Cosmos Space-Time Odyssey, and Cosmos Possible Worlds. Cosmos, A Space-Time Odyssey, Episode 5, titled A Sky Full of Ghosts. Uh, Worth noting, by the way, uh, fun fact, I did not know this until I had already recorded yesterday's episode, Hiding in the Light, Uh, but apparently, when this initially aired, when this show initially aired, they showed these two episodes out of order. Uh, it was initially A Sky Full of Ghosts, this episode, and then Hiding in the Light. Uh, so that's how people initially saw it. Uh, I believe that order has been maintained by Disney Plus in its infinite wisdom. So most people probably know it as Sky Full of Ghosts, episode 4, Hiding in the Light, episode 5. But that is actually the opposite of the case. These were produced in the opposite order. Skyfall of Ghosts was made and conceived before Hiding in the Light. Or, or Hiding in the Light was conceived before Skyfall of Ghosts, rather. Uh, and the only thing I've been able to find that has the correct order, the only thing I've been able to find that has the correct episode order listing is... The Blu-ray, which is what I've been watching this on. So I kind of (laughs) accidentally stumbled upon the proper way to watch this series. I kind of accidentally stumbled upon the proper order in which to watch this show. Not that it really matters all that much because most of these episodes stand on their own anyway. But it is worth noting. It is worth, like, pointing out, like, this is the proper production order. I know this is not the order that's on... Disney Plus for anyone who might be watching along uh, with that way, but this is this is how it was meant to be seen. This is how it was meant to be seen, even though uh, nothing other than the Blu-ray has upheld that. Uh, I believe there's also another two episodes that flipped as well. Uh, I'll probably point that out when we get there. But anyway, point is, you're wrong. <laughs> Factually speaking, you're watching in the wrong order. Uh, but yeah. 
big tangent out of the way, this is a great episode, very, very good episode, that deals all with uh, the illusions of the cosmos, uh, with light speed, with black holes, uh, with relativity and all that cool stuff. Uh, A lot of this is stuff we already covered with the Carl Sagan version in a lot of the same ways Carl Sagan covered them. Uh, So I will... Honestly, this will probably be a shorter episode. Uh, This will probably be a shorter discussion than we usually have. uh, Simply because I don't want to double dip uh, my breakdowns. Uh, I'll just say a lot of this is Tyson recapping what Sagan did, but better. Like, obviously, they have more updated information. The visuals are much sharper. Uh, Again, much like Blue Planet 2 is Blue Planet, but better. Cosmos of Space-Time Odyssey is Cosmos, but better. Uh, And a lot of this episode is segments of the Sagan show, but better. (laughs) So, for most of this, I will leave it at that. Uh, But there are a couple of things I want to pay specific attention to. Uh, Mainly the through line throughout this entire episode that Tyson keeps cutting back to, that they always keep coming back to, uh, which is... William Herschel, played by Patrick goddamn Stewart, by the way, which I totally forgot. Uh, Herschel and his son John, on a beach, looking up at the night sky, William Herschel imparting uh, his scientific knowledge onto his son, stoking a scientific curiosity in his son. Uh, They keep flashing back to that throughout the entire episode. They keep flashing back to that uh, constantly throughout the show, uh, and it is very well done, it is absolutely beautiful, it's a nice, charming way to kind of introduce certain concepts, like, we introduce black holes this way, we introduce, uh, light speed this way, like, pretty much all the major concepts of the episode, in some form or another, get introduced in this way of just William Herschel imparting the lessons onto his son, and it's just beautiful and wonderful. Uh, It leads to that beautiful ending where John becomes uh, a great scientist in his own right. He invented photography, uh, which Neil deGrasse Tyson describes as a form of time travel, and he theorizes maybe some point uh, we'll be able to capture memories in three dimensions and literally step into the past. And we get the moment where we see, like, a recreation of the moment he described where uh, he was talking to Carl Sagan the day he met Carl Sagan as a kid. Like, just so, so good. So, so fantastic. Uh, also, Patrick Stewart. You can't go wrong with Patrick Stewart. Uh, but Neil deGrasse Tyson has this excellent, excellent segment when he talks about how, like, basically our entire perception of the cosmos from where we are and is an illusion. He goes into uh, the fact that anywhere the galaxy you are in, anywhere in the universe you are, you always feel like you're the center because it looks like everything's orbiting around you, but it's not actually orbiting around you. That's just a flat-out illusion. Uh You think you see the sun a certain way, but really, like, the atmosphere is reflecting light, and turns out you actually see the sunrise before the sun actually rises, which actually doesn't even rise because the Earth's constantly spinning, uh, and, like, just going through all these illusions that, like, the Earth moves in such a way, and our 
perception of things are in such a way that it's just like, we see things in ways that they just aren't. Uh, of course, like certain planets and stars and all that, like, we're actually looking into the past because it takes the light, like, however much time to reach us, however many light years to reach us. And he keeps going out and out and out and out and out uh, to further and further and further and further and further away places. All the way out to the furthest, the furthest galaxy we know of. The furthest galaxy that we have seen. That's like literally we are seeing that galaxy at essentially the birth of the universe. Because that's literally the first light that sort of went out and it's only just now reaching us uh, on a relative scale. Uh, like he just goes out and out and out and out and out and it's great and it's really, really fantastic. Uh, we get this great moment where Tyson sort of gives us this history of gravity research at a glance. Uh, just going from Newton to Herschel to Faraday, I believe, all the way to Einstein, drawing this straight line of discoveries in gravity that sort of shape uh, how we know of it, how we know what we know of today. And then from here on, this is what I was talking about with all the, like, Tyson retreads the waters of Sagan, but better. Uh, <laughs> Tyson touches upon a lot of the same scientific principles that uh, Sagan did in one of his Cosmos episodes, uh, but does it in a way that is updated both technically and informational-wise, and it does and it does work out better. Uh, but again, like I don't want to double dip on conversation, so I'll skip through all this very fast. Uh, he deals with light speed. He deals with le- relativity. Uh, the laws of the universe. Uh, thou shalt not add to the speed of light and all of that. Uh, he dives into black holes. Oh my god, the black hole sequence is awesome. The black hole sequence. Honestly, at a certain point, the film nerd brain in me tuned out all the sciencey jargon and just was staring in awe of the visuals. Oh my god. The black hole sequence is so gorgeous. It is so beautiful. It is so absolutely stunning in every possible way. Like the rendering of a black hole. Like you see it far away and it's just this like majestic thing. Uh... Tyson goes in, and they kind of shoot it and edit it very well to kind of get, like, this sense of disorientation, uh, get this sense of discomfort of just, like, you're going into a black hole, you're sucking, you're getting sucked into, like, a a cold, unfeeling void, (laughs) essentially, uh, and then Tyson blows our minds with just the whole, hey, uh, you know... We have kind of figured out that a lot of the types of reactions that happen in collapsing this star, like, some of it could theoretically mimic uh, the properties of the Big Bang. So, like, it's possible that black holes have, like, entire universes in them, which also have black holes, and they have universes in them, and they have black holes that have universes in them. And they have black holes that have universes in them. And on and on and on and on and on. We could theoretically just be living in a black hole. Just, he goes full Inception. 
he goes full Inception, and it's great. It's it it's really fantastic and mind blowing and amazing. Uh, but yeah, it's fantastic. I mean, this episode really proves what I've always said about Space Time Odyssey, uh, and I've <laughs> said I've said this line probably a few too many times this episode, but I'll say it again. Uh, it's Cosmos, but better. It, it really, really is. Tyson hits upon. All the ways, it, all the things that Sagan touched on with light speed and with black holes and all of that, but with the updated information and the updated visuals, he does it better. Uh, the only way in which I would say Sagan's deal is better is in the motor scooter sequence. Like, I think that's the only way in which Sagan's uh, light speed, black holes, whatever bit, relativity bit was better. Like, I think his motor scooter scene uh, was a level of mastery that unfortunately this episode didn't really get to. I mean, you kind of have the motorbike bit, but that never really packs as much of a punch. Uh, But overall, like, overall they deal with this information and they parse through all this, like, in a better way visually and with updated information. Like, it's just, it's Cosmos, but better. It's Cosmos... But better. Uh, But yeah, great episode all around. Uh, If you like this, favorite the podcast, anchor.fm slash TV archives, so you can be here every single Monday through Friday as I go through every single episode of this and other shows. And you can find it on pretty much whatever podcatcher app you prefer. Feel free to call in as well. It's simple as just a push one button on the Anchor app. I'll play those on the show from time to time if you feel so inclined to send those in. Follow me on Twitter, Instagram, and Letterboxd, TomTom4468, and support the show. Patreon.com slash Thomas Clark pledges a dollar a month. I appreciate everything I get through there. If you become a patron, you can also get access to uh, the Television Archive Supplemental, which I'll be putting up there once every month. Or, if that doesn't work for you, you can also support the show directly via Anchor. I appreciate that as well. Uh, Tomorrow, we will be discussing Cosmos Space Time Odyssey Episode 6. Talk to you then.